The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and at the top of the screen you'll see two videos there. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that and you want to catch that, you can do so up until 3 o'clock uh, Eastern this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in this little area right over on the left side of the page. On the right side of the page is where we're at. It will look a little different than what's going on right now on the screen, but uh, click the play button, blow it up whatever device you got, and then look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Click on that and join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live 
Also, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. We're also on a number of Facebook pages that bear my name, as well as twitch.tv at Real Tim Brown, and then also on Twitter at uh, the Real Tim Brown. Leave off the end off the end of my name, put a number two there, and you're good to go. The Real Tim Brow on Twitter, the Real Tim Brow two on Twitter. If you're interested in that, and then right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Those go out once a day between seven and eight Eastern. Uh, all the articles we have for the day at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com that goes out every day. And then if you want to know what's going on in our ministry, go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. And you can sign up for that on the front page. That goes out once a week, and it lets you know exactly uh, you know what what all we're doing out there. Also, finally, if you agree with our message, you want to help us uh, keep it out there, uh, internet, radio, and among the 50 states, then uh, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And we do appreciate you guys. Uh, doing what you're doing very much. I, I don't know. Lynn saw the background. She said, oh, that looks really cozy and everything. And I was showing her all the stuff we used for the music, which was, yeah, it was that was a lot of fun to do. That was a lot of fun to do. Some people did some great work on the on these things, uh, these these backgrounds. And they some of them have their own music. Some of them just have the sound of a fireplace or something like that. And then, of course, you guys know this one yesterday had a lot of jazz music that was really loud. And I forgot to turn it off when I changed the scene over. So <laughs> with that said... Um, <clears throat> this morning we're going to, you know, I know Carol Ann would have loved it if I would have been able to use Lynn's title and I'm not going to use it for a certain reason, but, um, <clears throat> anyway, we're, we've, got, <laughs> we've got what we got on here, uh, and we're going to cover exactly the topics though that she wants to cover. And as always, it's Ron to the Core Wednesday. We've got the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor. And uh, whether I use the title or not, she's definitely got the shirt for it this morning. Good, good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, for all those who are taking note today, it is BSN Horse Hockey Award Day to close out 2022 yeah. uh, for everything that we've seen go on. Sorry, it's crooked, but oh, well, you know, I'm not. My shirt is. Okay. <laughs> So for all those who uh, have your little scorecards at home, where however many times we say it, we're going to have it quite a bit, in fact, uh, included in the archives. There will be a little certificate with my name on it that says, you know, so-and-so and such-and-such such gets the BS and Horse Hockey Award. So that should really uh, cheer a lot of folks on today. Now, let's, as we get started here, Lynn, let's, mm -hmm. let's ask a question. Um, sure. When when we're going to tell, I mean, we've titled it the Outstanding Treason, Childhood Abuse, and Adherence to the UN Awards. Okay. What's going to be the, the BS, the horse hockey thing here? Is it, it's really that they're telling us one thing, it's for our good, it's for the good of the country, but really it's not. Is that the right. part where uh, it really well, smells? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it's also a way for us to look ahead to 2023 in the amount of BS and horse hockey that will be thrown at us in the name of it's good for your family. It's good for your education. It's good for the planet. Okay. All right. Just so want to make sure everybody understood. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's precisely where we were going. Here's what I had written in the original email, just so folks know. It was to close out 2022's Rotten to the Core Wednesday shows. I wanted to shift our focus to the hype surrounding the cultural education mm -hmm. of our nation in light of the upcoming 2024 midterm elections. Now, we know that, the, that um, every election 
in recent memory. We've had tons of shuck and jive when it comes to education. You've got those on the right who are saying, oh, well, we're the savior of your family. We'll give you school choice. You have those over here on the other side of the aisle going, oh, no, we'll save your family. We'll, uh, you know, throw in the kitchen sink and all these relief packages. But remember, the relief packages didn't start on one side of the aisle. And as we've seen in recent weeks, they have come together for omnibus, omnibus bills, as they have done in the past, put bicameral, bipartisan on it and said, ha ha, here you go, America. Yep, yep. And we've highlighted a bunch of that, too. Yes, you you absolutely have. So to start our show, I don't know if people remember the princess in the pea, but if you'll remember that story, uh, you know, she was out traveling and she stopped at this one place and this one person had tons and tons of mattresses, but yet she kept going, wait a minute, I can't go to sleep. I can't go to sleep. And it was that down near the bottom of all that pile of mattresses, there was this tiny pea that supposedly was keeping her awake. And I attached that and I put the original image showed that there was all kinds of, hmm, I know something's not right, but it's going to be, you know, the social acceptance, the political party that I support, my my trust in big pharma, uh, the fact that I don't think that media lies to me, uh, you know, all that sort of thing. And then the P is the truth. And that's what we have dedicated ourselves to on Wednesdays through all these years that we've done this to say, no, this is the truth is thinking that my family is exempt from the educratic BS, no matter where I am in the, the age range or the choice that I made. So that's where we wanted to start. Okie dokie. Okay. So uh, that said, I cannot believe that we're closing out yet another year of Rotten to the Core Wednesdays. Wow. I tell you what. Okay. So for our first award that will have um, my BS and horse hockey certificate attached to it goes to we the people bible dot com. Dun, da, da, dun. Now, now Let's go ahead and play the little sales pitch, and then we're going to get into why this is deserving of an Educratic BS and Horse Hockey Award, okay? Introducing the We the People Bible. This patriotic leather-bound Bible is made 100% in the USA. The We the People Bible contains the traditional King James translation and also includes America's founding documents. Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and as a bonus, the Pledge of Allegiance are all included. With its large print and sleek patriotic design, the We the People Bible makes for the perfect source of wisdom, history, and literature to pass on to future generations. An easy reading experience in the trusted King James translation with all four of America's most important manuscripts. Whether it's church, work, travel, or school, this Bible is perfect to take anywhere. Order yours today at wethepeoplebible.com. Sounds great, doesn't it? I don't know why it started over again. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. Okay. You want to know the cost? Anywhere between twenty anywhere between twenty-five dollars to two hundred and seventy-seven dollars. Nice. Yes, because you get all these Patriot packages that come with it. You now, can print I did, out for free off the internet if you want to do that. <laughs> Carry well, it on your phone. 
Okay, but first of all, the King James translation is exactly that. It's a translation that has been proven in itself to not be as pure and driven as the original text in Hebrew and in Greek. Mm. So, you know, there's that little bit of truth that's uh, buried under all the, the hype. You also have the fact that it is self-published. And so I contacted the, the publisher and I said, okay, what entity is founding this? Because if you look at the website, you're going to see Donald Trump Jr.'s face plastered as the sole uh, ambassador for the why we need to get the We the People Bible. And so the email that I got in return, Tim, said, no, we're self-published. It's all in-house. Um, okay. All right. So you cannot find out, uh, what entity actually owns we the people, but all you can find is that it's connected to, uh, junior for some reason or another. Oh, I'll guarantee you he's, he's, he's leading it all up. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I, I really don't know. Now, <clears throat> here are some of the comments that were attached to that Facebook video. Okay. Idolatry leanings? Maybe, maybe not. That is in the heart of who buys and who reads it and why. Here's another one. Why are these so-called patriots always trying to get us to buy stuff? I don't think there's anything wrong with putting all the founding documents of the U.S. in one volume, including the Bible. It's a foundational piece of U.S. history and should be taught in our schools. Listen here, dudes, I love America just as much as the next guy, but this is idolatry. I do not want the same pages that contain the word of God next to the founding documents. Come on, somebody. That's it. That's it right there. Do these founding documents include any of the native native treaties per chance? Here's another one. No non-biblical documents or images should be in or on the Bible. It's for all nations according to God's uh, promise to Abraham. That became Christ. This is an abomination to God. Here's another one. Don't waste your money. This Bible has been altered. Must not add or take away from the Bible. Here's another one. In the 1800s, someone published a slave Bible, which left out any stories or passages that might encourage slaves to believe that Christianity didn't condone it. Here's another one. Congratulations for continuing the tradition of subverting the Bible to promote your political agenda. Okay, if you want to see the website for the Slave Bible, it is, um, you can find it on NPR. They did a show on it back in 2018, uh, December the 9th, and it was called the Slave Bible. Uh, another comment on the We the People Bible. Y'all really need to put the Pledge of Allegiance in the same Bible that says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Yep, yep, yep. That one's and, a stickler for me, too. Yep, absolutely. And then there was another uh, comment that showed the image of a book that says selling crap to Christians written by Denny D. Thieves, T-H-E-E-V-E-S. Now, I don't know if that's a real name or pen name, but you know, he's not, uh, whoever wrote selling crap to Christians is not wrong because Suzanne and I, as the Liberty Bells, did a show this past year where we talked about the plethora of Bible and Christian publishers who had sold out to the UN Sustainable Development Goals and were repurposing Bibles for precisely the green agenda. So here we have a political leaning that is saying, oh, yes, if you want to be a patriot in 2024, if you want to really 
pipe up your school. Get the We the People Bible for 25 to 277. If the Gideons still print them, you can get them for free. Yeah, it's that's absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, King James is obviously in the public domain, so there's no cost to them for that except for how they typeset it. That, absolutely. Absolutely. But I I wanted to give this top dog because if you'll remember every, not everyone here on the show, but a lot of people who listen to the show are still on that Trump train. And oh, yes, we need to reelect him in 2024 because look at all the wonderful things he did when he was elected the first time. He was the one who had the golden opportunity to not only in Common Core, but to stop the massive data rape that was going on in the name of education. And he did neither. And you're going to tell me he's going to be the one that we need to back in 2024? No, absolutely not. Now, I did point out, and this will be in the archives, that while none of the Trump family had been personally charged as of when I did all this research, we know that the cabal ties of that entire family are going to more than likely be left out of the mainstream media uh, tied to this We the People Bible for what's coming in 2024, especially uh, using 2023 is that political platform. Okay. So I have I have those articles for you as well. Okay. Uh, then there is a bonus video that we have. This is from YouTube, and this is all about, hang on just a second, let me get back to it. This is all about Trump saying that you have the right to pray in school, and just listen to what he says. Here in the Oval Office for the National Religious Freedom Day, something very important and very special, and special to me and the people that are gathered around me. This afternoon, we're proudly announcing historic steps to protect the First Amendment right to pray in public schools. So you have the right to pray, and that's a very important and powerful right. There's nothing more important than that, I would say. We're joined by the Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, Deputy Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen, and students and advocates from across America, and advocates they were. They've been calling and writing uh, by the thousands, and you're representing that large group of people. In a sacred principle of our republic, the government must never stand between the people and God. Yet in public schools around the country, authorities are stopping students and teachers from praying, sharing their faith, or following their religious beliefs. It is totally unacceptable. You see it on the football field. You see it so many times where they're stopped from praying and we are doing something to stop that. Tragically, there is a growing totalitarian impulse on the far left that seeks to punish, restrict, and even prohibit religious expression. Something that if you go back 10 years or 15 years or 20 years, it was unthought of that a thing like that could even happen, that anybody would even think of something like that happening. That is why today my administration is issuing strong new guidance to protect religious liberty in our public schools. The right of students and teachers to freely exercise their faith will always be protected, including the right to pray. So we call this the right to pray. Is that a good idea? Right? You like that, right? Nine federal agencies are also proposing new rules to roll back 
discriminatory regulations. So we have rules to roll back discriminatory regulations on religious service organizations. And earlier this afternoon, my White House released a new memo to make sure federal funding is never used to violate the First Amendment, which is a very big deal. With us today is Hannah Allen, a high school freshman from Texas. Hannah, would you tell us what happened at your school with respect to you and prayer? Hannah? Thank you. Right. So, me and a group of students from my school wanted to pray for our former classmate's brother who had got hurt in an accident. After the prayer, our principal told us, don't do that again. So the next day, parents had called and complained. He told us that we could pray, but he said we had to hide in the gym or behind a curtain or somewhere away from everyone else. And I know that if this can happen in a small town in Texas, it can happen anywhere across America. And that's not right. No one should feel ashamed of their faith, especially in school or anywhere. Well, and, so, and what, what, so what ultimately happened? How was that resolved? Um, so we got with First Liberty. They've been amazing. They supported us the whole way. And they sent the school a letter, and the school complied with the letter and changed it. And now you're able to do that? We are. Good. Well, now it's going to be much easier yet. Okay? All right? We can stop. Thanks, you. Well, the first question I have is, is the First mm -hmm. Amendment is there? Yeah. And the First Amendment doesn't give in our rights. We need to get off the train of saying we have constitutional rights. No, we don't. We have God-given rights that are supposed to be protected under the Constitution. Mm -hmm. if, if he's going to acknowledge that, and other presidents have done this stuff too. They do this little, what you call, shuck and jive here. They do this little dance. Mm -hmm. they, the First Amendment's already in place. Donald Trump's job is to enforce that law. That's that's right. part of that's that's really his job as president. It's not the economy, it's to enforce the law. Why does he need to write all this other stuff and sign all this other stuff to do what his job already demands he does and which the law is already established in? That doesn't make he, any sense. Posturing and yeah. absolutely you know, okay. Now he stressed of the fact that he was going to make all these changes to do anything to protect from federal funding going into schools that denied the right to pray. Well, you can have the right to smoke dope. Does that mean you need to? No. Uh, but here's the, here's the thing that I wanted to point out. It was posturing. It basically went nowhere. And if you wanted to see the classic example of a public school student, Okay, he picked someone from Texas, and the first words out of her mouth were me and other students. Yep. Where's grammar? Other students and I. Yeah. <laughs> My friends and I were praying. That would have been absolutely a, a model uh, student's uh, grammar. But no, did he address the fact that, you know, hey, we're not teaching uh, grammar. He doesn't know himself. I, he doesn't I know mean, himself. I, and and <laughs> I know this, but this was, again, not to pick on the man, to point to the system that is saying, okay, we're so corrupt, we're going to continue to write corrupt things to help protect your right to pray when we have no business doing that. That was my point. 
Yeah, no, okay. you're exactly right. And I got that in in your email that you wrote to me. That's what I was mm -hmm. seeing. It's what yeah. the system has become. Right. And men are a product of that system. Mm -hmm. And you can't help. It's like we talk about the dumbing down of America. And then mm -hmm. we get frustrated that people don't get what we're saying. Because yeah. you have to bring it down to their level for them to understand. In many cases, yes. not all, not all. There's there's a lot of really smart people out there. Uh, oh yeah. But you're you're having to bring it down so low. I know. And you wonder why you're doing it, but you're telling people why you're doing it because they're they've been dumbing us down for decades. Absolutely. Well, our second BS and Horse Hockey Award will go to the entire playing field of the myopic Republicans and Democrats who have now said, oh, goody, it's a, a midterm election in 2024. I need to use 2023 to get my political platform and BS and horse hockey stuff together. So from Ballotpedia, we have the entire list now, I want people to notice, if you can see this, that it's not just R's and D's. We have independents. We have social Democrats. We have social Republicans. We have the Green Party. We have the Scratch Your Big Toe Party. We have so many different parties. But guess what? As we have seen in in uh, so many elections, Tim, what's it redu uh, reduced down to? It's just basically reduced down to the party and the agenda. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This will also sh also show you that the registered independents, as well as all the other parties that the United States have, probably will not stand a chance due to the selection. Notice I didn't say election of each president who is either an R or a D. Now, if you'll remember back in uh, the last election, I think it was in 2018, Tim, you and I did a series of shows that featured my work where uh, it was on CommonCoreDiva.com where I said, you know, here's my uh, series called Prudence Files. And I laid out for you, no matter where they were on the political spectrum, when it came to education, here was the myopic agenda that each of them had planned out for not only public schools, but for the cradle to grave, cast the wide net education system. And again, we're going to see that play out. And so if you're interested in any of the, I lost count of how many candidates are, are on that particular website, but there are quite a few. Yeah, if, if, you, if you don't mind, this is, sure. I think this is very important. We'll Absolutely. have this link in there because some of you have heard Bradley make mention of the 1100 uh, from like 2016 or whenever that was. Yeah. I made mention of the numbers of other presidential candidates. This list that you guys are looking at and you say, well, who else can we vote for? There are only the two dog bowls that we got, and I like dry dog food better than I do that wet stuff that comes out of the can. Well, here's all the people. Believe it or not, this is all of the people, and you guys on the radio can't see it. This is all the people who are already, they have already filed to run in 2024 for the White House. All of these people that I'm scrolling across here, I, there's got to be several hundred now, just now. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, some of them will give you websites so you can go and look at their platforms. But see, that's the thing, Tim, we're too busy or too whatever yep. to, to take the time to do our due diligence when it comes to participating in the elections. But we need to point out that 
our presidency has not been elected by the we, the people, in decades. So what makes you think it's going to magically change under an R leadership or a D leadership? Yeah, it's not. But I, I, I do think, um, you know, I have a lot of people that say, you know, who are we going to vote for? If, if you don't like either one of the two guys, who are we going to vote for? Well, well that there right there, there it is, guys. There, there it is. is. And the link is going to be in. In fact, I'm going to take and I'm going to toss it for you guys in the chat just so okay. you'll have it. And uh, you can you can go there. You can check it out. Maybe there's somebody that you do want to support. I Personally, I'm not supporting any of them in D.C., none of them. I'm not going to give my consent to them to govern me or my neighbor because their government is tyranny. It is not right. uh, the government of God. That's for sure. Absolutely. Now, on that particular list, you're going to see a lot of folks who are what I call repeat um, candidates because they'll bring their same agenda with them that they had last time. Well, they might tweak it just a little bit so that there's a good soundbite here or there. And, you know, we, we've seen that happen uh, with speeches and whatnot, but I don't think their platforms are going to change much at all. Okay. Now for our next two awards, this is a dual award that goes out both to the US GOP and the US DNC, which we're stand, we're saying the Republicans and the Democrats from a national level. And the reason why I want to give them uh, both a BS and horse hockey award is because we have proven so many times on this show through my research, through all the other guests we've had on through continue on Charlotte Israbeet's work that, you know, it's not written in our constitution. There is a uh, U.S. Code 20, Section 1232A, which strictly prohibits fe uh, federal government participation in education. But yet, what do both the national political mainstream parties do? They participate in it so much they think they own it. Okay, so the the first particular award goes to our GOP. Now, this particular article that I'm going to feature for you in the archives comes from the BBC, and it's featuring the U.S. presidential election 2024, Trump's top Republican challengers. And this goes on to tell you that there are already several candidates waiting in the wings. It goes on to start with former President Donald Trump has announced he will run for the party's nominating contest, vowing to make America great and glorious again. So we don't we're not just going to make America great again. Now we're going to make it great and glorious. But while he remains the popular uh, vote, underwhelming midterm performance due in part to losses for Trump endorsed candidates has left him vulnerable. Okay, it goes on to tell you, topping the list, ding, 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 Ron DeSantis. Can we say anything about how much in the back pocket of Betsy DeVos and the Bush family that DeSantis is in? Mm -hmm. Or how many times that we have gone over and showed you the uh, supposed poster boy for the Republican Party is not the poster boy you think he is? Okay, I know people are going to probably be upset with that. But again, go back to my blog, type in his name. You're going to find that uh, there's a lot they're not telling you about him because they go on to gloat that he's only 44, but he's both been educated at Harvard and Yale. Oh, wow. <gasps> wow, that's so impressive. Until oh, you look and then this one of the secret societies there at Yale as well. We, I made mention of oh, that. Oh, yes, yep. yes. We have, to, we have to bring those up. He also served in the U.S. Navy. Hmm. Can we talk about how the military is not doing what the military was set out to do? 
Okay, so we have all that goes on to, uh, oh, Mike Pence. Can we eat? Can we also point out the fact that he has ties to the entire DeVos Prince family that heavily camp, uh, heavily financed his campaign fund as part of the Trump Pence ticket? Can we talk about the financial ties between the businesses of the two families? Oh my goodness. Oh, but he's a war veteran. So we ought to give him all the praise in the world. Can we talk about the people from the state of Indiana who back when he was governor, will tell you to this day that he lied to their faces when he said we're ditching Common Core and then decided to keep it lock, stock, and barrel and rebrand it. But, oh, he's calm and soft-spoken. Oh, my goodness. Liz Cheney, ugh, a fiscal and social conservative mm -hmm, with intravenous foreign policy views. Well, I'm sorry if you're, no, I'm not sorry. If you're going to serve in Congress, you don't need to be worrying about foreign views. You need to be worrying about we the people views. Come on, sister. You absolutely That's do. That's right. Mom, uh, Mike Pompeo. Okay. Can we talk about how tied to the United Nations this idiot is? Can we talk about how colluded he is or was as the U.S. Secretary of State? Or the we head of the CIA. Absolutely. He spent more time out of the country. And if you look at his roots in CIA, you'll find that, oh, there's some pretty wicked stuff back in there, too. But he was a Harvard-educated lawyer, too, Tim. <gasps> no surprise there. Oh, wow. Glenn Youngkin. Okay. He is currently in office because he was the school choice poster boy idiot. For the entire state of Virginia. And look at the mess that they're in now because supposedly they never had Common Core, but I blew that lie out of the water years ago on my blog. All right. Nikki Haley. No, just no, just no. Yeah. Nikki Haley. Mm hmm. Yes. She is supposed to be one of the brightest young prospects for the entire Republican Party, but she was also. A United Nations ambassador. And if you mm -hmm. go back and listen to some of her speeches, it is not America first. It is not make America great. It is not make America glorious. It is not anything other but um, we need to go to the sustainable development goals. Kumbaya. Yeah. Okay. And it goes on to give you a whole list of other idiots. Okay. Not to pick on the Republicans, let's shift over to the, uh, the Democrats. This is from Des Moines. This is from the Des Moines Register. I was no longer first because the Democrats want to shake things up and make South Carolina the very first straw caucus. Oh, isn't that fun? So the Democrats voted to make history on Friday by emphasizing and elevating black voices in early days of presidential nominating processes, creating a seismic shift in the way America chooses its leaders. So I will no longer host the first in the nation caucuses under the plan put forth by President Joe Biden and approved by the Democratic National Committee rules and bylaws. Instead, South Carolina with a substantial black population that helped deliver the nomination to Biden in 2020 will have this honor. Then we have Nevada, New Hampshire, Georgia, and Michigan to follow. The committee says this will better reflect the many pockets of diversity that make up the party's growing base. 
<sighs> okay, can we talk about how the DNC also has ties into the United Nations and all to the big name corporations that seek to go into supporting the United Nations and their sustainable development goals. Do we need to go and talk about some of the other platforms that they have where it's public-private partnerships first and we the people last? Do we need to go look at the list of candidates in their camp who are propping up the same ideolic uh idiocies that the Republicans are. They're just coming at it from a different dog bowl, as you said earlier. I mean, both these these mainstream parties, uh, parties have so hypnotized most Americans, it's not even funny. <clears throat> Let me allow me allow me to do this right quick, because I sure. know I know we're, we're kind of wrapping things up somewhat, at yes. least from the other. But I want to do this because I, I want to kind of plug the show for tomorrow, too. We're going to have David Rizzolotta on. And um, David's going to get up at five. I, I guess he's going to get up a, a little bit before 5 a.m. because uh, he's in central time. He's going to be joining us tomorrow. Now, he's contributor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, been a contributor of mine when I was on other sites for probably almost a decade now. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> David wrote this thing here, and it'll take me just a couple of minutes to read sure. through it. But I sure. think this is appropriate to what you're, you're hitting at here. And it was okay. just it's brilliant because David is one of those, you know, dig through i got you know 50 footnotes here for everything i'm writing that's the kind right. of guy he is when he writes right. and you're you're very much like that too um mm -hmm. here's what he had to say this is a post he has on facebook and this will gear you up for tomorrow america is supposed to be a nation of principles free men putting the ideals of liberty ahead of <clears throat> excuse me of all else whose fundamental philosophy or of government is that we have the power to hold corrupt government accountable I'm not sure when or how we got off that track. It probably happened when we acquiesced to the idea of having to vote for the lesser of two evils. Now, he's going to expand on that. So that's this is where yeah. this comes in. And I think this yeah. is the people's cognitive dissonance here. So yeah. he says, whenever that, whenever that was, we now accept one person's unconstitutional actions because they're not as bad as the other person's unconstitutional ambitions. Let's not pretend that had Hillary Clinton or Obama pushed for a bump stock ban, it wouldn't have been opposed full tilt by conservatives. And it would have. It would have. The lesser of two evils is easily explainable through the fear then relief principle of persuasion. Research consistently shows that if you place an individual in a state of fear, then suddenly remove that stimulus, replacing it with a compliance request, people generally go along. And that's what they've been doing to us for years. The problem is that the people don't know this. People are blissfully unaware of the decades of research that have gone into getting the public to accept something they would have previously opposed. Yep. Look, I get it. Taking everything at face value, Trump is obviously better than Biden. He is definitely the lesser of two evils in that respect. What people don't get, however, is what they learn about the voting public when the lesser of two evils is our driving motivation. I recently cited a political science journal where they described a study that involved Trump. The objective was to figure out how to shift Republican attitudes towards a welfare reform proposal, which means just more welfare. That's what that means. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> One week, Trump opposed this policy. Then later, he supported it. Guess what? By the virtue of him simply supporting it, they got conservatives to support it also. 
Do yep. you think they didn't have this info in mind when they filmed Trump in the White House telling Republican senators they were, quote unquote, too afraid of the NRA, end quote, while pushing red flag laws? Of course they did. That is the nature of the new propaganda, persuasion based on what is known about human psychology. In other words, when conservatives accept a $2.7 trillion spending bill or a gun control proposal from a conservative president, the social oh. engineers take notes, like an after-action briefing, to see what it was about the messaging that was effective. Then they put this info into the lessons learned box. They now know, for example, that conservative Americans will accept incremental infringements against the 2A, the Second Amendment, providing the illusion of a bigger threat had been defeat that a bigger uh, threat had been defeated. Fear, then relief. When America accepts this, instead of the propaganda meant to shape and control our perceptions, we may have a shot of restoring our liberty and living in a principled nation. David Rizzolata, thank you for writing that. I, I told yeah. him last night that yeah. was brilliant. It was to the point. Yeah. It wasn't complicated or hard to understand. Right. They are playing us. They are playing us like we go and see a Harlem Globetrotter show with the Washington Generals. That's how they play us. Now, at least in that scenario... Most people know that that's fake and it's contrived. It's meant to be funny. It's all of that. This is about liberty, folks. This is about you having property. This is about you enjoying family and having your liberties intact so that you can do the duties God has before you. That's what we're talking about here. And if you want to make that about you're going to choose the lesser of two evil for it, then don't be surprised when evil comes to your door in the color of your political jersey. Absolutely. And we need to point out that, you know, by the DNC agreeing to cherry pick what state goes first because it'll fit their narrative. Don't think they're not manipulating the electoral college. Don't think that that's on its last legs because it is. It absolutely is. And it has to be for this UID system to succeed here in America. Now, our final award. A BS and Horse Hockey Award will go to none other than the U.S. Department of Education. And not only can we uh, probably write a book on that one, Tim, but it's recent news that it's stepping up a nationwide initiative solely for STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. And as we can see from the website, you'll get this link in the uh, archives as well. This is for all students. And remember, when our federal government says all, they don't mean all in the public school. They mean every boy and girl, no matter what age. All right. It will go on to tell you that, oh, yes, you belong in STEM. And if you'll remember, STEM was ushered in on the heels of Common Core to do what? Breed a collective society, all in the name of progress and innovation and adherence to the United Nations. All right. It also goes on to tell you that, uh, you know, not only do you belong in the STEM, but it's where our future is. And they're raising the bar to do this because this will be all okay. Here it says um, high quality STEM education for all students from pre-K to higher education. Can anyone quote with me the many times we have heard cradle to grave? Can anyone quote with me where we have said competency-based workforce minion preparation? This is not reserved for public school. So this is why I have devoted so many years, not only on my blog, but on shows 
pointing out where the education system is becoming your number one enemy against your family. And I'm going to keep doing that in 2023. I absolutely am. Yeah, you know, as as we're talking about these things, I don't know why in my mind, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm thinking of some conversations we have with Brent Winters. I got to get Brent back on. Uh, I learned a lot from Brent when he comes on. But Brent was talking about, um, you know, the the Tower of Babel and how they came together. And when it says they had a common language, he says there it's he says his emphasis was not on whether it was English or Chinese or something. His emphasis was they were saying the same things. Mm-hmm. They were they were a hive mind, if you will, I, I guess, if, if that's what you want right. to call it. That's what they had. And I, the more you're talking here, the more stuff that we've gone through, the more I think we have become like like Babylon was when we read about it in Daniel chapter one. And let me give mm-hmm. people an example of what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this is from Daniel chapter one. And you remember that when the northern and southern kingdoms were taken into captivity because they wouldn't keep the Lord's Sabbaths, so they were going to spend 70 years to let the land rest in captivity in Babylon, you've got these, you've got these godly young men who are there. Um, you've got Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. You know them as Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These guys were carried off too. And what it says here is this. The king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and the king's seed and of the princes. So he's he's mixing the slaves in with uh, you know all the higher ups too, children in whom was no blemish, but well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science hmm, and such as had see they none of this stuff is new that we that we're experiencing now and such as had ability. And I'm gonna make a comment about that in just a minute. Had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and tongue of the Chaldeans. So to teach them their science, their their wisdom, their skillful, their skills, uh, their knowledge. They're teaching them all of that, but it's based on what Babylon held as mm-hmm. the standard. This is their common core, if you will. Yeah. So <clears throat> he comes out and he says, And the king appointed them daily provision of the king's meat, of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. And among these were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and of Mishael, or Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested, he didn't go up to him and get in his face and bully him, he requested of the prince of the Mm -hmm. eunuchs that he might not defile himself. And God brought, he trusted God for this, God brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who hath appointed your meat and your drink, for why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall ye make, then shall ye make me endanger my head to the king, literally. And Daniel to, uh, Dan, uh, then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. And let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat the portion of the king's meat, and as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter, and proved them ten days. 
And at the end of ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. That's not all, folks. It wasn't just the way they looked. Then mm-hmm. Mel, thus Melzer took away the portion of the meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse, just like they had, they had been taken for ten days. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar, and the king communed with them. And among them all, that's the the, the kids who were the the princes, the higher-ups, and those they brought into captivity like Daniel and his, his friends here, among them all was found none like Daniel. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all his realm. And Daniel continued even at the first year of King Cyrus. The point I'm making here is a simple Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. You have state indoctrination. You have it at the food level, everybody remember oh, Michelle yeah. Obama and her school lunch program nonsense? Oh, now it's eat bugs. That's well, yeah. And that's the king's meat, if you will. That's what mm-hmm. he that's what he portions to the people. And then you have the king's learning, what he wants you to be indoctrinated with, versus what God said that you should be focused on. Now it's not that these guys didn't learn and hear and sit in the classroom, if you will with everybody else. They just had discerners to know when the guys were wrong and to bring the wisdom to bear. And that's what they did. And I think this is a perfectly perfect example of what happens. These were young men. They were probably teenagers, 14, 15, mm-hmm. 16 years old. And they had already been set in their ways by their parents who believed Deuteronomy 6 to have God's commands in their hearts and then pass them on their kids. And even while they were away from mom and dad, they said, we're not going to sneak out on God on this. It'll be easier on us, but we're not going to do that. And I just want, I I draw that corollary there because God blessed them as a result. He didn't bless the other guys. And I got to tell you, I've told people the Christmas story, so to speak, doesn't involve the wise men. That comes probably two years down the road. That's why Herod's wanting to kill two-year-olds and below in case people didn't put that, those things together. But they have them coming. Why did the wise men even come? They were coming from the east. They were coming from the area in which uh, Daniel had been taken in, into, into Babylon. Does anybody not think Daniel had tremendous influence over those guys so that they were looking for the star that was going to guide them to where the king of the Jews was? Yes, he did. I, I know it's not written there in the scriptures, but you see it. You see it clearly that these guys were way wiser, way more knowledgeable in their skills and all of this stuff than the others. You can't tell me that Daniel didn't have some kind of influence over these guys and guiding them to where you know, hundreds of years later, that was passed on to the men who actually, you know, the hundred or so right. or whatever in the caravan right. who showed up. Absolutely. Oops. Well, in the archives, everyone, you're going to get a nice uh, official looking certificate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carolyn, I guess you could print it out and put it up on your wall there. Yes. Anyway, it's, it's titled <laughs> BS and Horse Hockey Award. And here's what it says. For outstanding treason, childhood abuse in the classroom, and general adherence to the UN, not we the people, December 28, 2022, and then it's signed Common Core Depot. 
And so you have an official looking seal on it and everything. So <laughs> you'll have that and that will close out our 2022 year. I cannot believe it. But uh, yeah, that's what we've got. Yeah, and just so just so everybody sees it, this was this is what you'll get, Carolyn. You, I'm sure she probably, <laughs> well, she loves it when you do that. I know she's she's like making little check marks or something, but uh, yeah, yeah, this is this is what we'll have on there in the yeah, archives. You absolutely, guys we absolutely will. And I just wanted to say that, um, you know, it's it's been an honor to have yet another year to hang out with you and with the audience. It really, really is. And I'm not sure exactly what God is bringing in 2023. I don't have any official announcement yet, but we've got some, uh, Suzanne and I as the Liberty Bells have got some big news coming. Awesome. We just don't, we don't know when, but just stay tuned. <laughs> Yeah, well, as we close out the year, I, I want people to understand. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know what twenty twenty three has uh, in store. Right. I'm not a prophet or son of a prophet or anything like that. But I can tell you this: right, I don't think it's looking good overall for the United States. Uh, oh, maybe another yeah. in other portions too. England is not looking good as well. Right. But I can tell you this: for the righteous, it's going to be good for us, no matter, no matter which matter way what. it goes. It's yeah. going to be mm -hmm. good. The Bible says that God is working out all things for the good of those who he loves and are called according to his purpose. And so this is, this is the whole point that we have to get in our minds. And I think this is why Jesus would tell us over and over and over not to fear. Yeah. If I tell people I'm concerned about a matter, what I mean is I see it coming. And the Bible says a prudent man tries to prepare for that, right? Right. This is not any, this is not a fear tactic for me. This is an it's issue of trying to be. It's not the sky is falling. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an yeah. issue of I need to prepare for certain things. Right. Just like Joseph did when he found out God was going to send a famine, in, but he was going to have seven years of plenty. And so in all of these things that we see coming, we should not be fearful. We should be right. those looking for opportunities. We should be looking for uh, ways to prepare and things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think everything about that is exactly biblical. And the fact of the matter is we just, we have, for the most part, there are some mm -hmm. people who do. I, I get that. But for the most part, we haven't been doing it. Uh, Lynn, well, that's you what we've done for so many years sure. together is, hey, look, this is what's coming. Get that's yourselves right. ready. Lynn, you, you got about 30 out? seconds here. Do you want to okay. tell people where they can sure. uh, find more sure. about you? Yeah. CommonCoreDiva.com if you wish to financially bless any of the work that I do for you so you can be prepared. There is a donate button there. If not, prayer support is always needed. And just thank you so much for everything that you do to help me help you. Well, I like that you help me help you help you to help everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we we. Um, this is going to be our last show for the year, uh, Lynn and I. And Lynn, uh, we appreciate you very much. We know you put a lot of time into it. Again, if people haven't checked out the archives, all of the stuff that Lynn finds and brings to your understanding so you can be that local vocal. If nothing else, doing it in your own community to kind of bat back the evil that's coming. Uh, be sure to check that out. Bradley, be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And we'll be back with you in the morning. David Rizzolato, be with us, Lord willing. Talk to you then. See you.